freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode 85 what? of Gun Freedom Radio. Did you just say episode 85? I indeed said episode 85. We are narrowing in on that big milestone, 100 episodes at the speed of what? Speed of light? Are we going that fast? Does it feel like that? Cheryl, you've been watching too many of um, those uh, action movies. Mm-hmm. I love them. I love those kind of movies. Did I say we're Gun Freedom Radio? Did I say that we engage, we educate, and we inform? And did I say that we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona? And yes, episode 85. Our theme is Doers Do to Get Stuff done that sounds like something i would bring up <laughs> i get stuff done you do get stuff not done. the right way but i get stuff done <laughs> well you know sometimes that that happens to all of us so why don't you set up let us know who's on the show and then i'll explain that big long theme we have today well first of all i'll say and i'm dan todd thanks for coming to the show today <laughs> our theme is doers do to get stuff done so there how about that that's good. I'm not sure I said I was Cheryl Todd, so we're just a little bit wonky today, but... You know why? Why? Because it's so beautiful outside, we can't think. You know, it is. It's We are having a gorgeous spring here in Arizona, but it keeps... It's like one day it's 95. It's like, it's too hot. It's not supposed to be that hot yet. The next day, it's down some beautiful, like, 72 degrees, and those are the days I really enjoy, the, yeah. the cooler ones, and I, I can... Think I think the, the cold days are behind us now. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to have any days below the 90s. I, I think you're probably right. But, you know, when we said spring, it reminded me, our sponsor, azfirearms.com. The, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Oh, wow. You, you almost nailed that. That was pretty good, actually. They're having their first ever spring clearance event. First ever this is in Avondale, Arizona, 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale. If you want to zip on over there. Uh, and all of the clearance items are also on their website, yeah. azfirearms.com. Over 100 firearms are on sale, not just for one day, but for an entire week. And it starts today. That which makes is me tired. Saturday, April 15th. Makes you tired. Yeah, a week. I ain't never done anything for a week. (laughs) No, it's going to be good. And um, like I said, for the people that are out of Arizona, you can um, shop online. And again, out of the 1,200 guns we have in our store, we took 100 of them and we put them on a special sale price. We've got some ARs at great prices, uh, cheaper than what we paid for them. So I think that's a good deal. So. Absolutely. Be sure to check us out. And the, the ones that are on sale, this is we are clearing out some stock. So when they're gone, 
they're gone. So you want to be first in to grab up the best deals on, on the stuff that's going on in there. Did they mention that we trade too and we buy? Did they mention? That's you. Oh, <laughs> by they, you mean me? Yes. I don't think I mentioned that, Dan. Tell us more. We buy, we trade. Nice. Excellent. Now bring, bring your uh, old stuff in and uh, bring a gun that you don't want, that was your great-grandfather's or whatever, if you don't want any more, we're the people to bring it to to sell it to. Absolutely. All you right. Know, I guess we ought to talk about what's going on today. And yes, we've got a, got a great, great lineup. Line. Oh, we really do. And I'm excited about it. We have Adriana Este. She's a chief range safety officer, MRA certified instructor. The Well-Armed Woman Certified Instructor, the Well-Armed Woman Louisiana State Leader, and our L.A. D.C. Project Delegate. And L.A. is Louisiana? Did you say Louisiana? Oh, Louisiana. <laughs> L.A. I, law. I thought law. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I guess I should spell that out. Yes. We also have Ken Condon. The D.C. Project Delegate from Mississippi, you got that one right, mm -hmm. an NRA certified instructor, founder and owner of Boondocks Firearms Trading Academy, located in Raymond, Mississippi. And both of these ladies recently participated in the Well-Armed Woman Mid-South Purple Pow Wow. That sounds fun. They actually I hosted it. I've never done a Pow Wow before. Well, maybe next year they'll ask us. I want to do a Pow Wow <laughs> right now. Uh, we also have Chris Bird, a former British Army officer with service in the Royal Military Police and author of Surviving a Mass Killer Rampage, When Seconds Count. Police are still minutes away. That's a long title. Yeah, subtitle. <laughs> Chris recently wrote an article published in the Washington Times about how vigilant Americans can thwart aggressions and fight terrorism. Everyone needs to listen to that. We all could be involved in that at one time later in our life. So let's listen to that. On our second hour, we have Chris Wagner, OpLens contributor and U.S. Army veteran. He has been in law enforcement for the last 35 plus years. He specializes in law enforcement, firearms, instruction, and is charge of a large police academy in North Florida. We're going to ask Chris about some of the latest articles, which include one on Florida's fight for gun rights that is currently Failing miserably. What's this? In Florida? Mm -hmm. It's failing miserably, even though Florida has the largest number of CCWs of all states. This, is, this tells you that we can't be asleep at the wheel. Exactly. We've got to fight this thing. Exactly. I'm really curious to talk to him about that. We also have Ashley Abinsky. Is the Robert W. Woodruff curator for the Cody Firearms Museum at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. She is the first female firearms curator at the most prestigious firearms museum in the United States, and she was recently awarded the prestigious NSSF POMA Grits Grisham Shooting Sports Communicator of the Year Award. Maybe I need a little bit of work on that communicating. I have <laughs> trouble with the reading here. And among her many talents is trying to figure out how to create politically correct gun displays in museums. Who would think that we had to worry about how to politically correct display? Seriously. I'm going to have to go to the store and change some stuff around, I'm sure. <laughs> so we need to stick around for that. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Call 
momentary. Mm. So, all right. So let's talk about our theme. So the theme is, and I'll, I'll, I'll just pause for a moment for dramatic effect and also so Dan can get the camera ready because we always post these on Facebook. So, <laughs> so that's something, a little plug there for our Facebook page. All right. So our theme is doers do to get stuff done. Right? So here's where we all collectively go, uh, well, duh, right? Because we pretty much know that. So, of course, doers are the ones who are up early. They're planning months in advance. They're making connection with other doers and accomplishing more by lunch than many people get done in a week. We all know what doers do. We all know how doers get things done. But many of us are happy to just sit on the sidelines and be spectators. And not just spectators, but direct recipients of the labors of those who are doing. Remember the fable about the little red hen who was making bread, and every time she asked for help around the farm, she just kept hearing, not I, not I. Remember, I'll remind you, she'd say, so who will gather me some flour? Not I, said the lazy dog. Not I, said the lazy cat. Not I, said the noisy duck. Is it coming back to you now? So in the fable, the doer was able to get all of the work done and enjoyed that bread all by herself. But that isn't how it works with our gun laws and our rights. When we lose a right because everyone is saying, not I, I'm too busy to help protect our rights or too busy to learn about our laws. When we lose a right, we all lose that right. And when we have doers who are watchdogs for us and their long days and diligent work pays off to protect and preserve and restore our rights, we all benefit from that. We all get to eat that fresh baked bread of freedom or the bitter fruit that lack of focus, lack of planning, and lack of doing produces. Now, I will give you that those of us who value our Second Amendment have done a lot lately. We got out and voted. We voted in a whole new crop of conservative-leaning legislators. But does that mean that we can just put our feet up now and take a nap? Absolutely not. Just as there was no fence sitting before the election, there is no time for napping after the election. If you think for one second that the rights-restricting wolves aren't trying to gobble up our busy little red hens who are working for all of us, you have not been paying attention. You and I have been entrusted with much, and it is our responsibility to care for what we have. Just because someone has an R next to their name does not mean that they are going to read our minds for the next two to four years. We have to stay vigilant. We have to reach out to our representatives and our legislators, and we have to continually and without ceasing communicate with them about how we want them to serve us and honor the votes we gave to them. So our doers get it, right? So let's all give them a collective high five 
And while your hand is in the air, let your feet follow that momentum. Get active and join us in doing every single day. Dan? All I can say is right on. Right on. No, she's right. And, but I, do, I am confused. A doer is getting things done. A person that doesn't get anything done, are they a donter? Maybe. Maybe that we'll have to work on that. We'll wordsmith that. We'll make T-shirts. and uh, Don't be a donter. Don't be a donter. <laughs> well, so really it's so easy for us to sit back now and, and just kind of feel like, all right, we finally got a president who says he gets it, says he wants to support our Second Amendment rights. But we've already seen in, in just the, the, what is it, it's not even 100 days yet that, that our president's been in office that – even though a bunch of us have ours next to our name, a bunch of our legislators have ours next to our name, it doesn't mean that they're in lockstep. And that's actually healthy. I'm glad that we're not all in lockstep, that there is some healthy dissension and there's a little bit of debate and stuff like that going on. It, it, you know, the news wants to paint it like everything's in disarray. Well, for, for Dan and I, you know, we see that as... As good, we don't want a bunch of bobbleheads just just nodding their head yes. But the other message is that because we're not all in lockstep, that means that nobody's reading your mind at home. You have to tell your legislator what you think about your gun laws, your health care laws, everything. Right, and keep in mind that just because a politician says he's a he's a pro gun doesn't mean he has the same views that you have. You know, I'm learning right. that now that I say I'm pro gun. Other people might think a different opinion of what I mean by pro-gun because you have certain degrees of how, you know, the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment, and that's it. So you need to not only um, uh, learn what your politicians, when they say pro-gun, really mean, but you need to be active with it. We're seeing that. Look at Florida right now. Florida's a free state, right? We're having problems there because everybody's being lax right now. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've got to get to commercial. We're running a little behind here. And when we come back, we're going to have Miss Adriana Eshte and Kim Condon talking to us about the well-armed woman Mid-South Purple powwow. Yeehaw. <laughs> right after this. I'm Rob Morse. Defending your life is frightening enough, but you and your family might face financial ruin as you have to defend yourself from our legal system. Protect yourself by joining the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Network members enjoy financial and legal assistance if they defend themselves in a legitimate self-defense situation. I'm a member. Use the tracking code Paul when you join me at armedcitizensnetwork.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. 
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we have a pair of guests getting ready to join us today, and our theme is Doers Do to Get Stuff Done. Now, we're getting ready to talk with Adriana Eshte and Kim Condon. They both hosted the recent uh, Mid-State Purple powwow for the Well-Armed Woman. And uh, I'll just introduce them individually. Adriana, she is a Chief Range Safety Officer, an NRA Certified Instructor, the Well-Armed Woman uh, Louisiana State leader and with the DC project she's our Louisiana state delegate are you with us Adriana I am Cheryl hello how are you hello great I'm super excited to have you on let me introduce Kim now Kim Condon is the DC project delegate from Mississippi she's an NRA certified instructor founder and owner of Boondocks Firearms Training Academy located in Raymond Mississippi and as I said, both of these ladies worked together to host the recent Well-Armed Woman Mid-South Purple Powwow. Are you with us, Kim? I am. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Hi, Adriana. And Dan's here with us as well. Hello, everyone. I try to Hi, let Dan. I try to let him get a word in edgewise every once in a while, but we'll we'll see how it goes. It ain't gonna happen today. There's three women <laughs> and one guy. I'll just sit back and listen to you guys and enjoy. Just enjoy. Enjoy. Say it smart. You're a smart man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So, ladies, let's talk about the the purple powwow. You greeted women from did I read it right? Eight different states. Mm-hmm. Well, talk to yes. us about that. Adriana, you want to start? Sure. Um, so, a couple of years ago, Kim and I uh, and Patty Saliba, we were at a leadership conference, and we have such a great time and such a great experience at the Well Armed Women Leadership Conference. Uh, being exposed to different manufacturers and different training, as well as being able to spend time with other leaders across the country, we thought that it might be a nice idea to create a similar event uh, for for members across the country. So last year, we started with the first um, Purple Powwow, and we invited just in our region, and then it went so well that this year we opened it up for across the country. So... That is so cool. Now, uh, Kim, explain why it's a purple powwow. Well, you know, the TWAW standard color is purple. 
Um, and of course, powwow is kind of a play on words because you're you're shooting guns, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of a, a powwow, and you're you're in congregating of the sisterhood. So the purple powwow just kind of floats. I, I love it. I mean, pow, like pew, pew for guns. And then, wow, uh-huh. because, wow. you know, the whole thing, I'm sure, was just one big wow. And and staying with Kim, you know, we a lot of people out there in the world that aren't familiar with the firearms community, they do not understand what a supportive and connected community we are, even when we are across the nation and in different states. And so, I would have to say that this powwow was probably as much a social gathering of friends coming together as it was educational and an opportunity for training. Absolutely, Cheryl. Um, the, the powwow brings together like-minded women. We're, we're all in this organization for really kind of the same reason, to find um, a community of sorts um, with like-minded women who are interested in the firearms industry, whether it be self-protection or just the industry itself. That, so it just kind of brought it together. You know, and, and the powwow, like you said, it's just it kind of brings everybody together on a, on a very um, low-key scale. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. it's laid back, it's enjoyable, um, but it's very educational. That's awesome. And that's, I don't think I could have even said it any better. Um, Adriana, did you have anything that you wanted to add to that? Uh well, I will say that powwow, since we are located in the south, we do have a lot of really good food throughout the weekend. That's fantastic, because you know that southern hospitality. It definitely comes with some good food, right? Well, can I can <laughs> I can I interrupt you guys for a second? Sure. Uh, how did you guys get involved each one of you? How'd you get involved in the firearms industry anyway? I'll let Adrian start first? and then I'll finish. Well, okay, I'll okay. finish. I'll start. Um, how I basically got into it was really by um, coincidence. I am an esthetician. That's my profession, which I do skin, okay? Um, and when I opened up my studio in my hometown, I realized it was shortly thereafter when the Aurora, Colorado thing happened, um, the shooter, you know, the theater shooting. And I realized that because I'm a solo um, esthetician I, and I practice by myself, um, I was just, I, it's an opportunity waiting to happen for somebody to take advantage of that situation. And I knew my limitations as far as self-defense, which were none. I had no, I've had no background in um, training as far as self-defense. So I went to my husband and asked him to train me um, how to use a firearm because I thought that would be my, you know, my go-to. And he took me somewhere and I got formal training out of state. Um, what got me into the firearms and what created the boondocks for us was uh, the lack thereof. In the South, um, we have lots and lots of natural berms, but we don't have a formal training facility. So I jumped in, you know, all four in, into the firearms in- industry because there was a need to be filled. Um, so, and I'm the kind of person when I do something, I do it a thousand percent or I just don't do it at all. Mm-hmm. And so I fast-tracked and uh, became an instructor because when you're in this industry, you need to understand the lingo. Um, and understand how to communicate, and especially for women. And I wanted that same experience that I had, that I had to leave the state to go and obtain in my own, in my own state. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got into it, was because of a, of a need, and I felt that there was a void, and that there was, especially for females in firearms and the training aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, and what would you say to answer Dan's question, Adriana? Um, well, it was, it was a couple of different things. Uh, one of them was 
uh, my husband was very involved with firearms. He grew up with firearms. Uh, his mother was a gunsmith. Um, and all of his family members, they competed uh, with, with shotguns, mostly. Um, and then my stepson was part of the YHEC, the NRA uh, Youth Hunters Education Challenge, uh, here locally. So the two of them were doing a whole lot of things together, and I kind of felt left out. <laughs> so that kind of, kind of ignited an interest there. Um, I already was exposed to the handgun aspect because my husband wanted me to um, start looking into defending myself. Uh, I didn't take it quite as seriously as I should have until the aftermath of Katrina. Mm. Um, and that really kind of kicked in the seriousness of the situation and started my journey, my own personal journey and training, uh, which led to something that I never would have expected, <laughs> which is mm -mm. Uh, instructing and educating and, and spreading, you know, spreading that, that training to other people and other ladies. Wow, that's incredible. And in our next segment, I want to dig a little deeper into, you know, what you mean by the aftermath of Katrina. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Kim's Firearms Training Academy. Um, but for right now, talk to us about the, the powwow again. So it was this wonderful event. It was this gathering of ladies across eight different states came together for you know, socializing, for being educated, for training, for getting a chance to do some hands-on with uh, different firearms. So everybody listening right now is like kicking themselves that they missed it. So <laughs> how do they already start thinking ahead and planning and getting on their calendar for a future date? Well, we have the date already set for 2018. It's um, April 13th, 14th, and 15th for 2018. Um, and it's ba basically they go to the Facebook page, uh, which is uh, Twa Purple Pow Wow, and um, find us on Facebook, and then they can go to the registration link from there. Um, but the, you know, I'm going to let Adriana kind of elaborate on what we actually did during the Pow Wow because you're exactly right, Cheryl, the the camaraderie and the sisterhood and all the enjoyment we do. It's, it's food, fellowship, and firearms is basically what sums it up. But um, I'm, I'm going to let her elaborate on more because um, if, if you did miss the powwow, you actually did miss a, a really good opportunity for the, the vendors that actually came out and participated with us. So I'm going to let Adriana kind of elaborate on that. So um, on Friday, we start off the event with a guest speaker, and we, we kind of um, – kick off with a meet and greet. So we have we have some time that each participant or all the participants get to spend with one another, getting to know one another, where they're from, and sharing stories and that type of thing. This year, we actually um, had two guest speakers. One of them was Liz Lazarus, who's an, um, who's an author um, of uh, Free, from, Free of Malice, um, as well as the founder of the Well-Armed Woman, Carrie Lightfoot. She was there as well, which was very uh, a very special treat for all of us. Awesome. Um, Ladies were able to interact with her um, um, that night, which was which was a really special treat. I, I really enjoyed that, and I, and it was it was incredible for the for the ladies to actually see the founder of this wonderful organization that we're all a part of. Um, and then on Friday, I mean on Saturday, we moved into uh, some seminars. We had five different uh, sessions that each of the participants were able to rotate through all of them. Uh, we had LWRCI out there with rifles. We had um, Glock with several different uh, pistol types. Um, we had um, Mark Condon, which is uh, Kim's husband. 
see that an emergency response protocol, uh, we're talking about first aid and, and trauma kits and the pieces and parts that should be there. Uh, we had Donna Anthony uh, with Point Blank, uh, who was there um, doing some shoot house drills, uh, which was very fun. And the ladies really loved that one. Um, and then we had uh, Boondocks personnel uh, running the Leap of Force simulation uh, booth so that, you know, the ladies could kind of experience some real life scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they rotated through those five sessions, uh, that pretty much summed up the day. They were all exhausted, but <laughs> we still had a really nice treat for them at the end. Saturday night, we do dinner under the stars with some music and some nice. husbands from South Louisiana get to roast a pig and nice. <laughs> we get to have a meal. And then Sunday, we wrap it up with uh, some gun giveaways. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know people are going to want, they're marking their calendars right now. They're going to the website <laughs> immediately. And they're saying, wait a minute, I'm way over here in Arizona. Can I come too? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's open to all uh, well-armed women members across the country. Fantastic. Hey, we got a break for commercial, but you're both hanging in there with me, yes? Yep. Yes. All right, stick around. We've got much more coming up with Adriana Eshte and Kim Condon talking about the well-armed woman Mid-South Purple Powwow coming up right after this. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody. This is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And AZ Firearms is having their first ever only spring clearance sale and event right now. Starts today. 
Saturday, April 15th, and runs for one week. Check it out online or head on over to 215 East Western Avenue in Avondale. All right, so we've been chatting with a couple of ladies that are they're friends of mine. They are patriots. They are uh, trainers for firearm safety. They're both with the Well-Armed Women uh, uh, pro- program, and they just recently co-hosted an event called the Mid-South Purple Powwow as a way to greet women from eight different states. Actually, they would have greeted women from all 50 different states, uh, and maybe next year that will happen, where they got together for... Uh, what uh, Kim and Adriana said was food, fellowship, and firearms. So welcome back to the show, Adriana Eshte and Kim Condon. Ladies, are you still with us? I am. All right. So we were talking about how the the powwow was uh, kind of an extension, I believe, of, you know, you have your, your leaders conference every year, and you had so much fun there. You're thinking, you know what, our members need to have this kind of experience is that kind of how it started exactly and so you get you get together and uh you've already got next year's planned for more food fellowship and firearms uh adriana tell us when that is going to be it's april 13th through the 15th of 2018 uh you can register through the link on the well-armed woman mid-south region annual purple powwow on facebook Fantastic. Now, I had also mentioned that the three of us ladies are all delegates for the DC project. And I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, what that means to each of us, uh, what what we anticipate uh, our trip coming up in June to look like, because we have a new president, right? Mm-hmm. Last time yeah. we were there, we were, you know, still <laughs> under the, the former administration and, you know, as we go in and talk to our legislators and form relationships to let them see the, the face of the female firearms owner and why we value our Second Amendment rights, uh, what, how do you anticipate maybe it might be a little different this year or will it? So, Adriana, let's start with you. Um, I would say so. So although the president um, is an important part of the decision making process and he is. Um, pro Second Amendment. Um, he's certainly not the only one. So Absolutely. Uh, last year's trip when we went, I, I re- it really highlighted the importance of the voice of the voter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's our responsibility, and it's just like I, I've heard Kim say this um, on other interviews as well. It's our responsibility as constituents to let them know, you know, what we think and what issues need to be addressed. So. Um, the, 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 I'm sorry, I'm changing over to <laughs> another okay. effort now. Um, the DC project is is an opportunity for those ladies to go and, and discuss those things with their legislators. Um, and, you know, just because we have support on the presidential side doesn't necessarily mean that all of the legislators are supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, doesn't mean that we can't progress through certain other uh, issues and, and things that we have at hand, like the Hearing Protection Act and, and, and those types of things, that we might be able to actually um, push more support for Second Amendment, you know, um, issues that are that are on the table right now. Very well said. And Kim, how about you? Now, see, here in Arizona, I like to say we get to be treated like adults where our gun rights are 
concerned. But that's because we have some great watchdog groups here, like the the AZCDL, the Arizona Citizens Defense League. And so, mm-hmm. you know, different states have different concerns. They have different politics. Uh, so wh- what are you seeing in your area, and what do you anticipate your trip to be like this year? Well, you know, Cheryl, in Mississippi, we too, um, it's kind of like if you're not born with guns um, in your household, it's, it's kind of the, the odd man out type mm-hmm. thing. So we're, <laughs> we're very pro-Second Amendment in Mississippi as well. But going back to um, D.C., what, you know, this is a very grassroots organization that just started last year. And so what I'm very proud of and, and to be a part of this, um, again, was going to D.C. and being a voice of just the common person. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just an average person who goes to work every day, just like everybody else. Um, but I choose to, to own a firearm for my self-protection, and I don't want that taken away. And so that was very important to me to make sure that they understood that and be their, the contact person for that average citizen. Mm. Um, because, you know, we teach at our, at our school, um, Harry and Henrietta homeowners. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're not training for SWAT. We're not training for the sandbox <laughs> in Afghanistan. So we're tr- we're teaching people that are just like myself. So that was a message that I wanted to send to D.C. And I, and, and it was very well rece- received when I went to D.C. So actually by going last year, this is what I want the listeners to understand. You do have a voice. And by me making the effort and doing it grassroots, meaning that I pay for my ticket, my, my hotel, nothing was paid for, the efforts – they were very appreciative of that, mm-hmm. and by doing that last year, kind of opened up the door. This year, it is amazing how easy it has been to make the second appointment with them. Um, that's what I have found out personally, is that this year, it's, it's almost effortless. Last year, it was, it was a lot of work mm-hmm. to get an appointment, but mm-hmm. this year, because I have already met with them and I have that point of contact, um, it's it's almost seamless. It, it actually has made it a lot easier. So I'm actually really looking forward to this year because it's kind of like you're going back to and revisiting an old friend exactly. um, that they have something in common with. And that know? is the power of building relationships, whether it is with your legislators, whether it is with uh, other women and other people in the mm-hmm. firearms industry. And you ladies are great examples of that. And we've got to wrap up now. But as we do, I just want each of you to let people know once again how people can get involved with the Well-Armed Woman, how they can uh, participate in next year's uh, Mid-South Purple powwow, uh, and mm-hmm. how they can find you both individually uh, if they want to come out to the Boondocks firing range, for example, or if they want to uh, contact Adriana and say, hey, I need some more training. So tell okay, us really I'll- quickly. You want me to start? I'll, I'll yes, start. please, Kim. The, um, uh, the Well-Armed Woman Organization, the best way to find a chapter closest to you is to go to TWAWShootingChapters, with an S, dot org. So it's TWAWShootingChapters.org. Um, and you just basically follow the website. It's very user-friendly. Find your state and find a chapter near you. You can visit for free um, and then decide to join if that's, if that's a good fit for you. Um, the powwow again. You can go to the Facebook page. I think the if you if you just type in Twa Purple Powwow, I believe it'll bring you up to the to our page. Um, yeah. Me personally, with the Boondocks, it's um, you know triple w dot Boondocks with a plural FTA FTA stands for Firearms Training Academy dot com. So it's Boondocks FTA dot com. That's our website. We also have a Facebook page, Boondocks FTA. Me personally, I have. Um, I have a Facebook page, and I and I welcome friends as if, as long as I 
I'm kind of funny about that with my personal page because I just don't ever know, Makes you know, sense. who to invite or not. Yeah. So I'm kind of leery and just, you know, accepting any friendship. But the best way to find out the whole organization is through Boondocks and the Well-Armed Woman and the, and the Pow Wow. Um, so that's me. All right. And Adriana? Um, I also have a, pers- a personal page, which uh, similar standards to Kim. You know, if, if you would like to become a personal friend of mine and you're listening right now, um, you can send me a message and just kind of explain, you know, where you heard me from and, and why you want to become a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have um, a public chapter page. Um, um, it's TWAW Louisiana's Bayou Region chapter, mm-hmm. and I post a lot of information there about the well-armed woman, helpful tips and uh, uh, within the trade, um, as well as the DC project. I mean, I post a lot of stuff there, so it's kind of all-encompassing um, everything that I do. <laughs> Very good. All right, thank you, ladies, so much. I look forward to seeing you both in our nation's capital in June. Adriana Eshte and Kim. Condon. Thank you both Thank so, you so much. much, Cheryl. Thank, Thank you, you, Cheryl. <laughs> bye bye now. All right, bye. stick around. Coming up, we have author Chris Bird. He wrote, among other books, Surviving a Mass Killer Rampage. When seconds count, police are still minutes away. And he recently published an article in the Washington Times about how vigilant Americans can thwart aggressors and fight terrorism. Stick around. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Be a part of the gold rush and head on down to see my friends at Pot of Gold Auctions in Avondale, Arizona. Or check out the auction online at potofgoldstate.com. These folks auction off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Everything is going, going, gone. So you best hurry and tell them Don Cogger sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are so glad you're here with us today. 
If you've missed any portion of this show, please be sure to check our website. You will find the recording of this show and every one of our 84 previous shows. You just go to gunfreedomradio.com and click the On Demand tab. All right. Well, our next guest is a former British Army officer with the service in the Royal Military Police, and he's the author of Surviving a Mass Killer Rampage When Seconds Count, Police Are Still Minutes Away, Chris Bird. Chris recently wrote an article published in the Washington Times about how vigilant Americans can thwart aggressors and fight terrorism. Chris, are you with us? I am, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. Welcome back to the show. We always love having you on. Dan's here with us also. Hey, Chris. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. Great. All right. So I want to dive right in first and talk about this article that you wrote and how on earth you got it in a paper like the Washington Times. Well, it was a matter of luck, I guess. Uh, I, I got a call from a guy who said uh, he writes book reviews for Homeland Security and counterterrorism uh, publications, and uh, uh, would I send him a book? So I said, yes, sure, fine. And he said, well, if you put together an 800-word article, um, uh, an opinion piece, uh, my wife is an opinion editor with the Washington Times. So wow. I emailed it to him, and the next day I get a uh, an email from his wife, and she says, uh, we're running it on Friday. This was uh, a few weeks back. This was uh, March the 17th is when it ran. That's phenomenal. And, you know, it just it pays to answer the phone. <laughs> it pays <laughs> to say yes, right? And, uh, and so that that's an incredible opportunity that you were given. Now tell us, like, what is the article about? Well, the article asks the question, to what extent should ordinary citizens be involved in um, protecting themselves and, and basically the country against uh, the terroristic threat and, uh, and also against uh, other active shooters? As the, uh, as the police call them. I refer to them as active killers because I think we're all active shooters. At least I hope we are. Yeah, uh, but we're not all point. active killers. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And uh, my, uh, my conclusion is basically that it's a very personal decision. First of all, if, it's, uh, if you're uh, carrying a concealed handgun, um, Basically, um, it, it's for your protection and for the protection, perhaps, of your loved ones. Uh, not You're not a, a, a police officer. You're not a vigilante. You're not supposed to go out and, um, and, and uh, protect uh, other people. And if you do this in some circumstances, uh, you can get into a lot of trouble. Um, for example, if you see a guy running out of a bank with a gun in his hand and he looks scruffy, and uh, it might just be an undercover police officer running after somebody who's just robbed the bank. That's Until you know all the circumstances, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, uh, I always advise people don't get involved in that. Be a good witness, but, uh, but don't uh, uh, get involved in a third-party gunfight. However... If you're uh, somewhere where somebody is uh, uh, intent on racking up a large uh, 
number of dead people, uh, whether they're Islamic uh, radical terrorists or whether they're uh, disenchanted, mentally unstable, uh, possibly uh, students at a school, something like that, mm -hmm. then, and you're armed and you're sufficiently trained, uh, then you have an option. You have the option of should I uh, do something to stop this or should I uh, uh, just get out of there? The, the, uh, the mantra that's now being uh, talked about is run, hide, fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw... Kathy Lanier, who until recently was the police chief of the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. She was interviewed on 60 Minutes, and uh, she, she said that basically we've always told uh, citizens, don't get involved, call 911, give them what they want, etc., etc. And now we're telling them to, uh, uh, to take action, run, hide, fight. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, this is fine, but uh, the next day, uh, Fox News pointed out that 80% uh, of the concealed handgun license applications in Washington, D.C., for which she has the final say, were turned down. Mm -hmm. So, yes, uh, she, she talks a good talk, but she uh, doesn't walk the walk, oh, wow. um, which is uh, unfortunate. But... After the San Bernardino shooting, um, a lot of uh, sheriffs was, were telling their citizens to get armed. Uh, one of them, Sheriff Wayne Ivey from Brevard County, said, uh, we get an active shooter call and uh, uh, we will respond at Mac 2 with our hair on fire, but <laughs> we will arrive there too late. So the best thing I can do is teach my residents how to protect themselves, mm -hmm. and this seems to be something that's uh, that's going on uh, around the country, particularly um, smaller uh, sheriff's departments. Uh, there is still a lot of resistance, I think, in uh, big city police departments. Uh, for example, the Ulster County Sheriff um, was uh, uh, told that... Uh, uh, by uh, Bill Bratton, who at the time was the uh, commissioner of the New York City Police, um, and, and he uh, objected to uh, uh, this sheriff's, uh, Paul Van Blockham uh, is his name, uh, he uh, objected to the sheriff uh, suggesting that all his uh, people should get concealed handgun licenses and carry their guns. Um, and uh, Paul told me, he says, uh, Bill Bratton doesn't have any opinions. His <laughs> opinions are exactly what the mayor says they are. And uh, it was a very good point. Sheriffs have to get elected by the people. Mm. Police chiefs only have to pander to the city council and uh, the city administration. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't necessarily get the truth out of, uh, out of them at all. Well, that's so true. And, you know, you brought up so many good points. And one of the, the first thing you talked about was if you are witnessing something that looks bad happening in front of you, if you don't, you know, I guess I want to say is, isn't the key to having the best reaction to having prepared yourself, prepared your mind 
Because if you do see some scruffy looking guy running out of a bank with a gun in his hand, it doesn't necessarily mean that he is the bad guy. He could be that undercover police officer. But how do we possibly prepare for that? What would you say to that, Chris? Well, I think you have to uh, uh, play <laughs> what what my uh, friend uh, Bill Davison, who runs TACPRO Shooting Center in North Texas, uh, calls uh, the what-if game. Mm-hmm. What if the fight starts now? Mm-hmm. Where is the nearest cover? Uh, am I being attacked? What uh, what options have I got, et cetera, et cetera? And, uh, uh, but I think uh, one of the most important things in that is um, uh, being aware of your surroundings and what's going on. You've got to keep your eyes open, and you've got to be analyzing. And unless you're absolutely certain that that is a bad guy and he is about to kill or has already killed other people and is likely to kill more, then I would say don't get involved. Be, uh, as I said before, be a good witness uh, for the police. Let them handle it. But uh, if it's a question of saving somebody's life, and, and remember, one of the things, there, there are two things that police officers lose their lives over uh, more than anything else. One is traffic stops, and the second is domestic disputes. And uh, you find that uh, a guy is beating up on his wife or his significant other, and uh, the police go in, and it may result in them being attacked by both uh, people because uh, the significant other has to live with that guy. Maybe she's got no way of making a living separately. She hasn't uh, decided to leave him, so she's going to take his side and not the uh, police officer's side. So you've got you've to be really careful um, about what you become involved in. You can't go around, as I said before, you're not a police officer. You're not a vigilante. So, Chris, you what, you're, excuse me, what you're saying is that people, they need to get the training first and then be completely prepared so that if they see something that they're more likely to, to do the better, right thing. Yeah, they have a better menu of things to choose from in their mind. Right. <laughs> Something like that. Right, right. And, and uh, I think uh, uh, there's certainly um, uh, everybody now has cell phones uh, calling 911 uh, under those sort of circumstances a good, is a good option. Right. But uh, if the shooting is continuing and it's obvious that, uh, you know, people are dying, then, uh, yeah, by all means, take action. Um, there was an example uh, in North Texas uh, a couple of years back um, where uh, at a trailer park, uh, an RV park, and uh, uh, there was a guy there who uh, uh, was called over by somebody who, uh, who said, uh, uh, Vic, come over here, bring your gun. We've got a, couple of, we've got a dead person here. And it turned out that one of the residents had uh, shot and killed uh, a couple um, and also their two dogs, uh, which he accused of pooping around uh, his trailer. That's a reason uh, to kill somebody, right? Yeah. As uh, somebody called 911, and as the police rolled in, the first officer 
came in, stopped 40 yards short of this uh, the guy who'd done the shooting, mm-hmm. who was now armed with a uh, 30-30 with a scope on it. And uh, the guy with a tree as cover opened up on the police officer. Well, mm-hmm. Vic was 57 yards at right angles, and uh, he could see the, the police officer being shot at. It was obvious what was happening. He uh, had a uh, Colt Python 357 Magnum, and uh, he took down uh, the bad guy. Um, he was later credited uh, with probably saving the first officer's life, and uh, he was even presented by our then governor, Rick Perry, mm-hmm. with a semi-automatic uh, 308 uh, rifle wow. from a grateful state. Well, that one worked out fine because it was obvious what was happening. But uh, uh, there are other occasions where it's not going to be so obvious. Right. Well, you know, those we are a... the ones you only have to make one mistake for your life to change radically for the worst, even you know, if your intentions are good. Chris, we had, a, we had an example here where a, a man was traveling on the 10 near Tonopah, and he saw a highway patrol that was uh, uh, being attacked by a man, and he pulled over. The guy, the guy that attacked the highway patrol shot the highway patrol and then was beating him, and the Good Samaritan was able to save, his, save the highway patrol's life. He had to shoot and kill the attacker, and he was... Um, and he said, it's you know, because I was trained. trained. He was trained. And that's the key, is that... He just trained himself, right. though. I mean, which, you know, I, I like getting formal training, because then you benefit right. from somebody else's knowledge and wisdom. But, you know, the, the point, the thing he kept pointing to was that he was trained, right? Is that what you were saying, Dan? Yes, and the police officer's life was saved because of this man. All right. Right, well, right. And, and that's... That's how it should work out, um, where it's obvious what's happening. But uh, you have to be really careful if you don't know all the circumstances. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Right, and we also have incidents where people are attacked and they go after them, shooting them down the street while they're running away. And that's not right, that you can't do that. You, you have bystanders and you're shooting, the, the threat is gone. Right, You, you know, right. that's where you leave it to the police. But I do yeah. notice, you know, you had mentioned that police, uh, some of them are against uh, citizens owning guns. I'm seeing more and more police officers that are saying, I want my citizens to be armed and trained. They always add that trained, which I think is a good thing. And so we're seeing a lot of police people that are saying, let's protect, you know, help us protect everyone. Well, um, w- when I say there are police that, uh, that are against uh, ordinary citizens, having uh, guns and and, uh, uh, training and that sort of thing. Mostly they tend to be what I call police managers Mm. who are political in nature. The average cop on the street uh, is usually for that sort of thing because they realize that at some point they're going to retire and then they're going to be a citizen and they want to make sure that they have a gun. uh, Kind of like your uh, own self, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You've been there, That's right. done that, and now you're a citizen. And, hey, listen, we run out of time, but I want, before we get away here, I want people to know how can they find your book that we didn't even really get a chance to talk about, except that one story I know came from, from the book that we mentioned. How do they reach out to you? How do they find your books? And uh, then we've got to run. 
Well, it's available on Amazon. It's the Surviving a Mass Killer Rampage When Seconds Count, Police Are Still Minutes Away. And uh, uh, you can also find it uh, uh, through my website, which is privateerpublications.com. All right. uh, Well, well, thank you, Chris. Keep up the excellent work. Keep writing. Keep uh, having your name out there so we see you in other unusual publications like the Washington (laughs) Times, you know, reaching people that wouldn't ordinarily be even exposed to the kind of wisdom that that you provide. So thank you so much, Chris Bird. Well, thank you, Cheryl, and uh, I uh, appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll see you soon, I believe. We're probably crossing paths at one of the events coming up here, maybe the NRA meetings or the Gun Rights Policy Conference, but we'll see you soon. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. All right, stick around. We still have our number two of Gun Freedom Radio. We have a couple of great guests coming up. We have Chris Wagner of Ops Lens writing some great articles. And we also have Ashley Ablinski. She is the curator at the Cody Firearms Museum at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. Stick around for both of them. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 